Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jen. And I'm Vernisa, coming out of Los Angeles, California, with the Speak, Speak Up, Up podcast. podcast. And you're tuned in with the Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Do your thing, Dre. Yo, what's happening? It's your man, a guru here from Guru Speaks Podcast. And you're not checking out Sportsway with my dog, Dre Day. Get with it and get ran over. Biatch. It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up? This is your man, Dre Day. And you are tuned in to a brand new episode with Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Um, this is episode 62. So, uh, you know, we're going to dive we 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 we, we going to dive real deep into this. Um I was going to speak about the whole, you know, Antonio Brown joining the New England Patriots. That was that's what I was hoping I was going to be able to speak of, but you know, I'm quite sure for some of y'all out there that's been paying attention to the to the sports to the sports world like myself, obviously something something more serious has transpired with Antonio Brown. So, I'm actually going to speak on that part and not speak on him joining the New England Patriots. So, there's something more serious that needs to be discussed as it pertains to Antonio Brown. So, I'm going to speak on that. Um being that the football season has now begun, the real NFL season, um, what I'll do now is just to give y'all a heads up. Whenever you know, whenever one of these episodes drop, I will take three games, probably two or three games from the week, and discuss them. You know, the three games that just took place. You know was of course my Patriots and the Steelers. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on that game. Uh the Cowboys and the Giants, I'm gonna speak on that game. And the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans, I'm gonna speak on that game. I have to speak on that game because of all the hype that's been going on with Cleveland and them getting their ass handed to them. So I have to, you know, truly speak on that. So being that the NFL season has begun, each episode, um Hopefully, I can try to stay consistent and basically drop, you know, recaps on two of the three games that happened that past weekend. Um, I'm also going to um, install in my episodes now um, uh, Player of the Week. You know what I'm saying? So... Before this episode is over, I will give my player of the week from week one. So basically every week I will have a player of the week. So week one just passed. So now, you know, we're going to have um, a player a player of the week from week one that I'm going to, you know, announce towards the end of the episode. And I'm also going to do my picks for um, week two. So every week. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make, you know, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to make the podcast a lot more, a, 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 a lot more interesting now. And now that the football season has started, I figured why not, you know, institute, you know, my picks. So then that way, when y'all listen to it, maybe y'all can agree with me or maybe y'all disagree with me. And then, you know, also institute, you know, a player of the week. So then that way, when you listen to it, you know. Maybe you will agree with me on it, or maybe you'll disagree with me on it. So I'm just, you know, trying to add a little things to the podcast and whatnot. You know what I mean? But um, that's basically what this episode is going to be about. So when your boy gets back, you know what I'm saying? We're going to dive into that first segment, which is the Antonio Brown, the the, the Antonio Brown situation on 
um, a serious matter about Antonio Brown as a lawsuit has commenced for him. So this is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Your boy is going to take a quick little break. Just wanted to give y'all a little heads up on what this episode is going to be about. So when your boy gets back, we're going to dive into that. Holla at your boy. What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day and you are tuned in to a brand new episode with Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Um, this episode here, this is episode 62. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? We're going to dive real, you know, you know what I'm saying? We're going to dive real deep into this. Um, basically, the first segment, we're going to speak about this Antonio Brown situation. Um, what I wanted to speak on with Antonio Brown, I'm not going to be able to because, unfortunately, something more serious has fallen from the wayside, um, waistline, whatever, whichever, whichever way you want to say it, something more important, something more severe, and something more controversial has come into play for Antonio Brown. I was hoping, you know, I can sit on this platform and talk about how somewhat happy I am that he's a part of my team, the New England Patriots. I was hoping that I can get up here and say, oh, how this was what he needed as far as having a team that's going to be no bullshit with all of his drama and all of his devious ways. We got a coach that's going to put him on his ass when he's not doing what he's supposed to do. We got a quarterback that is going to inspire him to want to play and want to, you know, strive for better. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to speak on that. We have to speak about a lawsuit that has been filed against Antonio Brown. Um, Brittany Taylor um, has filed. She's accusing Antonio Brown of sexually assaulting her. She is his former trainer. Um, she has filed the law. She has filed the lawsuit on m Monday. If I'm not mistaken, on Monday, she is accusing him of sexually assaulting her. Um, she filed the lawsuit actually on Tuesday. My apologies. On Tuesday from the Southern District of Florida. Uh, Brittany Taylor has said that um, three separate incidents has taken place in 2017 and in 2018. Um, two incidents in 2017 and one incident in 2018. Um, right off top, obviously, um, his lawyers, AB's lawyer, Darren Heatner, said that AB and Taylor were involved in a consensual personal relationship. Any sexual interaction was entirely consensual. Bam. Drew Rosenhaus, who's AB's agent, was interviewed by the lovely and beautiful Curry Champion, Kerry Champion on ESPN a few days ago. And uh, like his, as his agent, he phatically defends his client, you know, as he's supposed to. He says that Antonio Brown denies these accusations. Um, in his personal opinion, it's a money grab. All that good shit. Um... This like this, this this right here is 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 very crazy. 
it's 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 very crazy. And I just want to say, I just want to read a quote from Miss Brittany Taylor. She said, as a rape victim of Antonio Brown, deciding to speak out has been an incredibly difficult decision. I have found strength in my faith, family, and from the accounts of survivors of sexual assaults. It's also being reported that Taylor is willing to meet and plans on meeting with the NFL next week. She's getting married, I guess. I guess she's getting married this week or whatever the case may be and can't meet before that. This is what um football aficionado Adam Scheffner has reported who's done a, who's constantly done an amazing job for the NFL. Now, here's my take about this. And see, me personally, these type of subjects here, I try to stay away from. I try, like, I truly, truly, truly try to stay away from. But being that this is a sport podcast and being that I know, like, this is a touchy subject, sometimes you have to touch on things that you don't want to touch on. And with this one here... This is this is a very serious matter as far as sexual assault. So it's very it's very serious. So I don't want what what the, what I'm going to say here. I want people to really understand how serious I truly take this. Um, I have nieces. I have a few nieces. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have. I have I have I have some friends, females who I look to as sisters. Um, I have a mother. I have aunts. I have female cousins. I have a girlfriend. Like I have all I I, I have all of those things. So, the, for a woman to be sexually assaulted, I don't condone that. I don't support that. I don't support that. No stretch of the imagination. But just like I said that. That's important. It's also important to make sure that these allegations that are being put out on a certain individual is not clout chasing either. Because as the days have gone on with this story coming out, the first thing now that I'm trying to wrap my mind around this whole thing Something is telling me that this is not adding up very right. It's not. It's not adding up. Um, we all know Antonio Brown for all, all, all the diva tendencies that has happened recently, especially with Oakland. Um, we talk about the whole chirotherapy chamber thing with the frostbite shit with his feet. We could talk about, you know, how he missed meetings with the Raiders, how he missed training camp sessions, all of that. We could talk about all that. We could talk about him filing two grievances against the NFL because of the helmet. He lost both of them. He threatened to retire unless he was able to wear his helmet. We could talk about, you know, we could talk about the issue with the general manager from the Raiders. We could talk about how he recorded John Gruden's, all like, y'all get where I'm going. Diva tendencies. I'm, a, I'm also a firm believer in 
karma can come back to bite you in your ass. I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm also a firm believer in God doesn't like ugly. You know what I'm saying? Drama, bullshit, unnecessary shit that you do, God has a way of humbling you. You think you out. You think you free. But now you got yourself, and this is AB I'm talking about. Now you put yourself in a position where someone is actually throwing some dirt on your name. And now you got to step away from being that social media guru that you're trying to be to now it's time for you to humble yourself and now you got to defend your name. That's what Antonio Brown has to deal with right now. Now, here's what I have to say about this whole incident, about this whole alleged thing. And I know it's going to be controversial, but I really don't give a shit. My whole thing is, number one, the timing of it. There it is, the timing of it. With all the stuff that A.B. has been dealing with, all the stuff that A.B. has done. Like I said, the whole issue with the Raiders and, you know, now he's free and now he's with the Patriots. And now within a few days of that, this story now comes out. Because again, mind you, like I said, the lawsuit was filed on Tuesday. Monday night, Tuesday, whichever. I'm going to say this again. Three separate incidents. 2017, 2018. The last I checked, this is 2019. You mean to tell me that it takes a year for you to file a lawsuit of you being sexually assaulted? Now, I know for some people out there, they with the whole, oh, you know, maybe, oh, maybe it took a while for her to, you know, such and such, such and such. Y'all got to miss me with this shit. You got to miss me with it. Because, honestly, in my personal opinion, I think right now this is, this is a plot to take another black man down, in my honest opinion. I don't care what nobody says. The stories is not, it's, it's not adding up to me. It's truly not. Now, let me go down the timeline of what's being reported here. The, 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 the alleged incidents that's taking place. June 2017, while he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, this was the first incident. A.B. exposed himself and kissed her without consent. Okay. We now get to, this is, this is allegedly, July 2017, allegedly, A.B. ejaculated near her without her knowing, and he ejaculated on her back, okay? Now, we fast forward to May of 2018, allegedly, A.B. forced her down onto her bed and pushed her face into the bed and forcibly raped her. Okay? Now, I need y'all to get all of that. Now, I need y'all to get all of that there. I need y'all to remember all of that that I just said. All of that. Now, Taylor said 
weeks from the first incident, Brown snuck up from behind and masturbated on her back while she was watching a church service on her iPad. Now, here's my issue with this. With those three incidents, despite the alleged incidents that are being reported, Brittany Taylor, she continued to work out with Antonio Brown and she continued to hang out with Antonio Brown until he allegedly forcibly raped her in May of 2018. She didn't file this lawsuit until now. So you mean to tell me with these incidents, and now again, with these incidents, you continue to work with him. You continue to hang with him. And now all of a sudden, out the clear blue sky, now all of a sudden you wake up one morning and say, okay, now it's time to file this lawsuit on him. Me personally, that's fishy to me. Very fishy to me. If, this, if, if he did this to you, allegedly, if he supposedly did this to you, again, I raise the question. First question, why'd you wait to now to say something? Here's another question. Why you continue to work with him? Why would you continue to work with him? If I get sexually assaulted, well, again, you know, some people going to say, oh, you can't put yourself in her shoes, yada, yada, yada. Well, let's toy around with the ifs. If I got sexually assaulted, you think I'm like you think I'm gonna be work you think I'm gonna be working with you again? You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely not. You sexually assault me once. That's it. It's over. It's over. Like, 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 like it's a wrap. I'm going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna handle it my way. I'm gonna handle things my way. And now here we go again. Here's three, here's the, here's the other thing. The timing of it, she continued to work with him, and more importantly, no police report was ever made. Now, I mean, see, for, see, see again, for me, this is a touchy subject. It's a very touchy subject. Again, I don't want people to think that I'm not sympathetic and I don't give a fuck, because I do. I truly give a fuck. But I give a fuck about both parties. I give a fuck about the victim and I give a fuck about the accuser because the accuser could somewhat be innocent. And somebody could be clout chasing. Somebody could just be looking for some money. And honestly, in my honest opinion, the way I'm looking at this right now, this look like this is somebody that's looking for some money. This looks like somebody that's clout chasing. I'm sorry, like this, 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 this is how I feel about this situation. This is how I feel about it. I'm sorry. Again, like I just find it very crazy, very crazy. That like the whole timing of this shit is off. Like AB has been going through a lot of shit recently, but on that I'm not defending him. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been saying I, I listen. If y'all go back. And listen to all my previous podcast episodes as it pertained to Antonio Brown. I constantly said he was a diva. 
You know what I'm saying? I constantly said that. I never denied his talent on the field. Top three receiver in the league, you could say top two. But that's not what this is about. It was always about his actions off the field. How he has been a distraction. How he has been a diva. And the fact that what happened with all of those issues, you now decide three years later, or you can say two and a half years after the first incident, which was June of 2017, you wait to now, to now, you know, come out with all this stuff. It seems kind of fishy to me if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? Now, also, she says that, Taylor says that the incident nearly destroyed her life. But in her lawsuit, she doesn't specifically explain why she didn't go to the police or come forward with the allegations sooner. It destroyed your life, but yet you can't specify in your lawsuit why it took you so long to come forward. See, my whole thing is this, man. And again, I'm all up like... I'm like I'm all about keeping it a buck and you know what I'm saying being like be like keeping it real here. I'm like I'm 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 so I'm sorry on this. I call clout chasing on this one. I think this is a money hustle. You know what I'm saying? I I I truly I, I truly think that this is a money hustle. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's starting it's start it's, it's starting to feel that way to me. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, for some people out there, they may look at it as, oh, you know, Dre is not feeling sympathetic for the victim, yada, yada, yada. If he did do these things, if it comes out that he did, by all means, throw the wolves at him. It's a civil suit. So who knows? Like, it's a civil suit. Who knows what will happen with him? If these things come, if it comes out that he did do these things, then bam, I hope she gets her justice. But again, from what I'm seeing and from what I'm reading, like the research that I've gotten, this just, this, this just smells fishy to me. It smells very, very fishy to me. You met through social media. You became a trainer. And that's the other issue I got with AB. You wouldn't have had this issue if you didn't have a female trainer. Me, personally, if I'm an athlete, I'm trying to have me a male trainer. So shit like this don't happen. I don't want to have a female trainer. I don't want to have one because shit can possibly go wrong. It can really go wrong. Really go wrong. So on that one, you know what I'm saying? You know, AB, I think you might have made the wrong decision on that. On having a on, on 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 having a female trainer, you know what I'm saying. But again, his lawyer has said that they were involved in a consensual personal relationship. Any sexual interaction was entirely consensual. You know what I'm saying. Um. Now, just 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 aside real quick. What do I think? My Patriots should do when Antonio Brown. Well, right now he's right now he's practicing with the team. Um, right now, you know he's going through 
the process of right now of trying to fit in with the team. Um, now, will he play the next game? Now, will he play on Sunday? That I don't know. Right now, his status for Sunday against Miami is uncertain. Do I think he will play? I think he'll play. That may rub some people the wrong way. It may make some people happy. Me personally, I, 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 I honestly, I honestly don't know what to feel about this. Um, again, I just gave y'all my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I, tr I, I, I truly think that this is a money grab. Um, I think, you know, I truly think this is a money grab just by the timing of it and all this other shit. And, uh, again, now maybe this is just, this is just me thinking about this. And before I, and before I, and before I get off this, I just want to say this again, she's willing to meet with the NFL next week. But in my honest opinion, it's, it's saying that she's getting married. That's why she can't meet any like she can't meet with any sooner. This is just my honest opinion. If you really, really wanted to say your piece, whoever whoever the groom to be is, I don't see why you can't delay the wedding. And get this taken care of right now. Why wait? You already like you already started the lawsuit process. So why don't you just, you know, delay the wedding, tell your story, and then get married. But that's just my opinion. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. What do I know? Who, who am I? You know what I'm saying? But again, and my personal opinion, like this, this this doesn't this doesn't sit right with me from the aspect of I just think the timing of it is off. Um, no police report. You still was working with him. You still was hanging out with him despite all of this. Nah, I just nah. I, nah, I call red. I like you, you know I'm football. Um, red flag challenge. Well, red flag. This needs to be challenged. You know what I'm saying? But it's a wrap for this segment. You know I don't want to you know dive in on this any more than I have to. Again, you know, these are, you know, these are, you know, it's, it's, it's certain topics, it's certain topics that I don't like to speak on. But again, on this one, like this is probably one of the most talked about topics in sports right now. And me doing a sport podcast is only right that I dive in on it, even though it makes me feel uncomfortable to speak on. But again, this is what gets the people interested in your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to. You know, it's like the OJs, that song from back in the day. You got to give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of the most talked about stories. And I figured why not, you know, dive in on it and give my personal opinion on it. So there it is. I said what I needed to say. Some people may agree with me. Some people may disagree with me. But hey, I don't give a shit. I'm keeping it real on this one. You know what I'm saying? So when your boy gets back, you know, we're going to speak on... When your boy gets back, you know, we're going to speak on the next segment. And that will be, you know, the recap from week one as I dissect, you know, and talk about, you know, three games from the um, this past weekend um, from the NFL season. So this is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. And when your boy gets back, 
We're going to speak on those three games. Holla at your boy. This is Lucky Lucky the Great of the Transparent Trap House Podcast. You are now rocking with Brooklyn's own Sportsway with Dre Day. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. You know what I'm saying? So now I can, I feel a lot better now. I feel extra great now because now I can really speak on some stuff that I really, really, really want to dive in on and get real comfortable speaking about. You know what I'm saying? Um, last weekend, the NFL season started. Um, and it's three games in particular that I want to speak on. Um, first, I got to talk about my Patriots whooping the Steelers ass. You know what I'm saying? We basically made light work out of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, to start the game off, you know, we opened up, the, you know, we opened up the game with, you know, getting our banner raised. You know what I'm saying? Six. You know what I'm saying? We working on that seventh banner as we speak. You know what I'm saying? And then in my honest opinion, I think we're going to get it. Um, but, you know, again, like I said, we handle light work on the Steelers. We bust their ass 33-3. You know what I'm saying? Um, Brady, the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Um, for people out there that said, you know, he can't throw the deep pass no more. Nah, Bra- nah Bra- Brady still got that arm. Brady still, you know, Brady still got that cannon out there. You know what I mean? You know. You know, he's still out there throwing, you know, he's still out there throwing some daggers. You know what I'm saying? He ain't just deking and dacking and just throwing, you know, you know, five yards and six yards. He actually out there, you know what I'm saying, putting in that work and handling business. Um he averaged almost 10 yards a pass this game. Um he was 24 for 36, 341 yards, three touchdowns. Um Philip Dorsett. Did his thing. I think he's um, I think he's now finding his way, you know, with us. You know, he was still struggling, you know, last season to you know find his niche with the Patriots. But again, it's only one game. You know, it's one game. You know, I really don't like. I well, I try not to judge off of one game because you can have this one great game and then every game after that you just be trash. You know what I'm saying? But. For him to start the season off with two touchdowns and they were two amazing touchdown catches from Brady. And, you know, you you, you can you can see that Brady is somewhat trusting him from that aspect. Um, Josh Gordon, he got a touchdown. It's good to see him back out there. You know, hopefully, you know, he can stay on the straight edge this year and, you know, stay away from the alcohol and stay away from the marijuana or whatever it is that's been clouding him you know, for bait for, for all these years. Um, Julian Edelman, Edelman is Edelman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't get in the end zone, but he had a decent game. You know, 83 receiving yards, six touchdown passes. Um, Dorsett and Gordon, both of them had over 70 yards of receiving. Um, our running game, you know, we basically picked up where we left off last season. Um, I mean, we had 99 yards. As a whole, you know, if you if you take into account Sony Michelle, um, Rex Burkhead, um, James White, you know, our running game was somewhat stellar, superb, superb, um, basically amazing. Um, in the first half, that means before halftime, we had two hundred and seventy-five total yards. You want to know how many yards Pittsburgh had? Eighty-seven. 
They had 87 yards in the first half. The Patriots had 275 yards. Slaughtered them in the first half. But let's talk about the Steelers. I'm done talking about my Patriots. I don't want to gloss, you know, I don't want to, you know, you know, just hype my Patriots up any more than we are already hyped. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do want to talk about Pittsburgh, though. This was a team that I said was going to win the, the AFC North. You know, I just don't trust Cleveland. And I just think, you know, Pittsburgh as, you know, one of those storied franchises, eventually, eventually they'll get it done. I expected this game to be competitive, but I did not expect this ass whooping. I mean, did I think we was going to win? Of course. Brady has owned Big Ben. Well, let me not even say Big Ben because I don't like him that much to call him that anymore. So I'm just going to call him Ben. You know, Brady has owned Ben as it pertains to playing in Foxborough. Hell, in general, I think, I, I, I think off the top of my head, I think Ben Roethlisberger has probably only beat Brady probably twice or three times in his career. And all of those times was in Heinz Field. He's never beaten Tom Brady in Foxborough. Tom Brady is 6-0 against Ben Roethlisberger at home, if you include the playoffs. If you include the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger was horrible in this game. You want to talk about somebody that was deacon and dacking, it was him. You know, he probably, I want to say, completed a pass that was over, I want to say, 15 to 20 yards, probably twice throughout the whole game. And it was in the fourth quarter when the game was out of reach already. You know, 27 for 47, 276 yards. He threw an interception to end the game or basically at the end of the game. Their running game, non-existent. James Conner, this was somebody who was supposed to find his niche. You know, after Le'Veon Bell was gone last year, you know, he was able to, you know, get his spice, you know, get all these reps. Everybody spoke highly of him, you know. Congrats to him on beating leukemia. So, you know, let's, you know, let's salute him for that. But for you to, you know, come out this season and tr try to not have a sophomore slump, this ain't the good way of showing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Juju, again, I said it in my last episode. You know, you know who, who's going to be that receiver to lift that coverage for you? He had six catches, 78 yards. Now, for some people, y'all say, well, you know, those are you know, those are good numbers. That's decent numbers. The 78 yards, he basically got that at the end of the game. You know, New England was basically playing the conservative. They wasn't playing as aggressive because they already knew the game was out of reach. So there's no need to go out there and be aggressive. So sometimes so, you know, we can step back a little bit and you know. Let him get his little catches and, you know, let him get his little yards. But it ain't going to add up to nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you got those yards basically on garbage time. You know, we had Stephon Gilmore, you know, chasing him around the field. So Belichick didn't really double Juju as much because he basically had one of, his, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, you know, defending him, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. It's the Steelers' defense. This has been their problem. For all of these years, you know, when you think of, you know, Joey Porter, when you think of James Harrison, when you think of, 
Troy Palomalu. When you think of Dick, um, Dick LeBeau as the defensive coordinator, that's when the Steelers' defense was at their top, when they was at their peak. Now their defense has been horrible for all these years. They gave up almost 500 yards on defense in this game. Why am I not surprised that you got your ass beat handed to you this way? And Mike Tomlin, you know, the coach that he is, he, 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 he came out, he literally said, we weren't ready for primetime. You're damn right you weren't ready for primetime. I expected a competitive game. I knew you niggas was going, I knew you motherfuckers was going to lose, but I didn't expect the score to be what it was. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hopefully y'all get it together. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is, you know, this is a team that I have respect for. I don't have respect for your quarterback. I have respect for your coach. You know, I have respect for Juju, you know, James Conner, because again, you know, when he fought and, and, and defeated to get back on the football field, you got to salute that. So, you know, Pittsburgh, you got to get it together. You know what I'm saying? My Patriots, I expect us to keep soaring from here. You know what I mean? But, you know, enough of that game. The other game was um, the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, I'm only speaking about this game because I have a lot of Cowboy friends that are cowboy i have a lot of friends that are cowboy fans and i also have a lot of friends that are giant fans my girlfriend is a giants fan and we was texting each other you know during the game and <clears throat> you know she was watching the game and was very very pissed off with her team but i'm, I'm telling her i'm like yo like there's no need to be surprised about this the giants defense has been horrible for quite some time now you know this is a rebuilding process for the Giants. <clears throat> Excuse me for a minute. Excuse me for a minute. I need something to drink. Hold on a second. My throat is dry. I'm choking. Ah. Ah. Yeah, I feel better now. Ah. I had to go in my fridge real quick to go get me something to drink. Throat was very dry. You know what I'm saying? Your boy was choking or whatever. But yeah, so this is a rebuilding year for the Giants. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it all the way 100. If you are a Giants fan or even a football fan, your only reason to watch the New York Giants this year is because of Saquon Barkley. That's it. He's the, he's the lightning rod for the New York Giants. It's not Eli Manning. Obviously, Odell's not there no more. Victor Cruz is not there no more. Sterling Shepard, he's on and off. Again, the defense is horrible. They are abysmal. They are pathetic. I'm sorry, y'all, that are Giants fans, but I have to break the reality to y'all. Both your New York teams aren't that good. Let's just call it what it is. They're not. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it did look good when the game first started. The Giants came out. They came out strong. Saquon Barkley had a 50-something yard run, and they took it in the end zone a few plays later, scored the touchdown. So now I'm saying to myself, yo, we got ourselves a good game here. This, like, this was the game that the Cowboys needed. I mean, that the Giants needed. You know, they've been hearing all this talk about rebuilding. Um, should Jones start over Eli? They came out first series of the game. Bam. Punched it in the end zone. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's going to be a hell of a game here. Cowboys come out. 
they answer back. And the Giants, I think they gave their best opportunity that first series. And then after that, they was just basically trash after that. Horrible after that. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't really I can't really say anything else positive about the Giants after that first drive. The Cowboys, on the other hand, looked very good. Looked very, very impressive. I'm not even gonna lie. Now, for some people, oh, it was because they played the Giants, yada yada yada. Listen, when you play your division rivals, these games can go either way. These games can go either way. With all the with, with all the stuff that's been going on with the Cowboys this year, especially with the contract talks of Zeke, Dak, Amari Cooper. Zeke got his contract already. He good. He Gucci now. Dak, he need to get his right away. With the performance that he had, he definitely need to get his. 25 for 32, 405 passing yards, eight receivers. He threw the ball to eight of them. That means he he ain't deacon and dacking. Like, he getting everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? He averaged eight. He averaged 13 yards a pass. He had the the highest passing rating in team history. Troy Aikman had the highest rate in history. But after this game, you know what I'm saying? Dak wind up, you know, getting that highest, you know, passer rating in team history. But... It's crazy that he got it when some of the like he threw incomplete passes, but I guess they gave it to him from the aspect of the passes that were incomplete. They wasn't his fault. It was more so of the receivers' fault. But I'll say this: Dak looked real confident out there, and you got to take into account for the disrespect that he's received in this offseason as it pertains to not getting his contract yet. Um, not being on the 100 players NFL list, you know, him being one of the lowest ranked quarterbacks in the league. He took that as disrespect. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to show y'all, like, 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 like I'm going to show y'all what I'm about this first game of the season. And we're going to take it from there. And he looked very impressive. I'm going to say it again. Very impressive. This was probably the best I've ever seen Dak throw the football. Now, again, some of y'all may say, oh, it was against the Giants. Their defense is horrible. Yes, it is. But let's do the flip side. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's say he came out there and stinked up the joint. What will you be saying? So you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You got to give credit where it's due. And he did that. Again, like I said, Zeke got his money. They didn't really need him for this game. He only carried the ball 13 times. 53 yards, and he got a touchdown. They didn't really need him that much. And I kind of figured that first game of the season, he didn't really practice as much because he was too busy in Kabul. So it's like, all right, cool. He probably, you know, they're probably going to, you know, under, you know, they're probably going to underload him as far as overload him, as far as having him have 20-plus carries. They'll probably, you know, have him have less than 15, and that's exactly what it was. He only had 13. Michael Gallup balled out. If he can stay comfortable, if he can stay in his bag and, you know, be healthy, 158 receiving yards. Amari Cooper, 106 yards, got a touchdown. Randall Cobb, who just came from Green Bay, touchdown. If he can stay healthy, the future is bright for this receiving core for the Cowboys. Jason Witten, it was good to see him back out there. 
You know what I'm saying? He got a touchdown. It's good to see him out there because, you know, his previous job when he was, you know, color commentating for Monday Night Football, he was horrible at that. He said, you know what, I got to come back to something I know, and that's play football. So, you know, it was good to, you know, it was good to see you out there. Um, again, the, the Cowboys looked amazing. Again, the Giants, if you're a Giants fan, the one thing, the one thing we're not going to do here is this. And before I get off this game, I just want to say this. For anyone out there that tries to paint the narrative that this is Eli's fault that the Giants lost, don't waste your time. You can't blame Eli for this. You can't blame him for this. It was that abysmal defense. Eli had him a decent game. 30 for 44. 30 out of 44. 306 yards, one passing touchdown. And that was obviously the, the, you know, the touchdown, first drive of the game. You can't blame him for that. He, he, he did what he did the best he can do. He can't speak for the defense. But I will say this, though. When the game was out of reach, we got a chance to see Daniel Jones. And his one and only drive, the boy comes out three plays, fumbles the ball. <laughs> the Giants offense, abysmal. Two for 11 on third downs. If you two for 11 on third down, I can guarantee you chances are you're not going to win the game. Both defenses almost gave up 100 yards. So it's just as I want to, you know, crucify the Giants defense, I got to get on the Cowboys defense as well. You know, for some people, they look at the Cowboys defense as being somewhat elite this year with all the pieces that they got. They didn't look elite, giving up almost 500 yards. So the Cowboys defense, I got to get it together. But I, I enjoyed the game, even though it was a blowout. You know, I love seeing the Cowboys-Giants rivalry. Because, again, I have so many friends that are fans of both teams. I love seeing the rivalry. So, you know, it is what it is from that aspect. Now, this game, I definitely want to speak on. Definitely want to speak on this. To my man, Matty Matt, um, I heard what you said in your episode where you said that um, that y'all going to take Brady down. Um, I think they might have heard what you said and was looking towards the future as opposed to paying attention and worried about the team that they had to face because Tennessee came out the ball. The Titans came out the ball. They came out there to lit your ass up like the Christmas tree, and they did that. 43-13, to 13, a 30-point smack, a 30-point ass whooping, a 30-point wake-up call. That's what the Cleveland Browns got the first game of the season. Now, was I one of these people that was hyping the Browns up? No. But I wasn't mad at the hype. Because of the talent that they picked up, cool. Nice. Good look. Odell, Olivier Vernon, um, Baker Mayfield is becoming, you know, becoming this good leader. How is he gonna handle all the egos with all these players? All that. Tennessee been hearing all the talk all year. Well, all offseason. Cleveland this, Cleveland that. Nobody really believes in us. Nobody's really talking about us. They questioning our quarterback. Okay, we're going to show them what's up first game of the season. 
And again, lit they ass up like a Christmas tree. They went after Baker Mayfield. They went after him. Baker, what's up? What's up with you, man? Three interceptions? Logan Ryan caught one off you. Malcolm Butler caught one off you. Two former Patriots, by the way. Cameron Wake, he had two and a half sacks on you. Um, Logan Ryan, he, got, he had a half a sack on you. And you had a safety. Baker, what's going on with you, man? Like, that first drive, that was probably the best drive of the game for y'all. And then after that, I don't know what happened. Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 75 yards. Still somewhat decent, you know what I mean? But here's the problem. 18 flags. 18 penalties for 182 yards. And the one penalty that really iced it, your offensive tackle got ejected for kicking a, uh, a Titans player in the grill. Yeah, come on. Where's the discipline? Where's the discipline? Freddie Kitchens, first year as a head coach. You talked all that shit too in the offseason. Where's the discipline? But see, I want to give Tennessee their props. Marcus Mayota, round of applause. Round of applause. Three touchdowns, 248 yards. Derrick Henry, I mean, your name is Derrick, so gotta salute you. Gotta salute you. Former road tide, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta give you your props. I remember you was on first take a few weeks before the season started. And I think you was in a, I think you was talking to Steven there and you was like, you know, y'all on a mission this year. You know, y'all barely get respect. And, you know, y'all want to make a statement, you know, y'all try to make a statement. And y'all made it first game of the season. Especially you. Um 84, you know what I'm saying? You had 84, 84 rushing yards. You had a 75-yard touchdown, um, touchdown catch. Took it to the house. AJ Brown. 100 yards, three catches. Again, the defense was phenomenal. Defense was phenomenal. My order, again, salute to you. You know, it's been a lot of talk about, you know, should Tennessee go into another direction as it pertains to possibly looking for another quarterback, which they do have a backup, but he's so trash that I'm not even going to give him any, any name time on my podcast. I'm not even going to mention his name. I do think he used to play for the Dolphins, but I'm going to just leave it there. But this is what I want to speak on about Cleveland. And it's about Odell Beckham Jr. 70 yards receiving. Hell, him and Jarvis Landry, they both had almost to over 70 yards. Jarvis Landry had an incident with a reporter after the game. Gave them a legitimate question. Do you think that this was from, you know, y'all not playing that much in the preseason? He gets upset. Oh, don't ask that question. That's a legitimate question to ask. You didn't play that much in the preseason. So who knows? Maybe you was rusty. And maybe this performance was the reason on why, you know, y'all got your ass beat. But let's get to Odell Beckham here. Because I'm about tired of this diva. I'm about tired of this attention whore. This dude comes out wearing a nice watch. Beautiful watch, I might add. Now, 
it's no rule in the NFL saying that you can't wear a watch. But why wear one when you're playing football? Who, wear, who wears a watch when they play any sport? Hell, I play basketball from time to time. I don't wear a watch when I play basketball. I take my watch off before the game start. Who the hell, like, like what, I'm, what I'm looking at the time for? It's time to whoop somebody's ass. That, like, that, that's my whole thing. I'm, I'm looking to whoop somebody's ass. That's what time I'm on. But see, here's the thing with Odell. This is what he was trying to do. And unfortunately, it didn't work because he didn't get in the end zone. He wanted to show that watch because if he get in that end zone, you know, he got half his little celebration. You know what time it is. He trying to swagger Jack from Dame Littered with Dame time. So he was going to try to do his whole, oh, it's Odell time when he scored a touchdown. Unfortunately, didn't work that way. So you want to wear a watch. You want to take attention. You want to... You you want to outshine A.B. before the sexual assault incident issue came up. You figured, okay, Antonio Brown, he been getting all this hype lately. Okay, what can I do to somewhat outstage him? But see, this is what diva, redeemers, this is what diva receivers do. They take away from the team and they only think about themselves. And once again, that's exactly what Odell Beckham has done. He has taken the narrative off the team, and all we can talk about now, this whole week, all we can talk about is Odell Beckham and wearing this goddamn watch. I am so sick of these diva receivers. I'm so sick of them. We got so many receivers out there that just go out there and play the game. They don't care about stats. They don't care about being flamboyant, going out there wearing nice watches and shit like that. They just go out there and they play. Why can't this dude do this? He's too much of an attention whore for me. I said it in one of my previous episodes. He is the male version of the Kardashians. He is the male version of the Kardashians. He is an attention whore. But I'm going to get off this because I don't want to really chew Odell Beckham up as much as I want to. Because I got other things I need to speak on. You know what I'm saying? But those are the three games I want to speak on. So, salute to my Patriots for smacking Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to give props to the Cowboys, even though I hate you Cowboy fans. I'm a, you know, I'm going to give y'all y'all just do for this one game. Y'all did y'all thing. Y'all smacked y'all division rival. And, you know, salute to the Titans for giving, you know, the Cleveland Browns that wake-up call that they needed because it's been so much hype on them, you know, you know to start the season. So, salute to y'all. It's unfortunate the three games that I spoke on well, we're ass whooping games, but hey, it is what it is. It was a reason on why I spoke on all three of them. So, it's a wrap for this segment for all three of these games and me recapping them. Um, your boy's gonna take a quick break, and when he comes back, you know, we're gonna speak on. Um, I'm gonna give out my um, week one player of the week. You know what I'm saying? Again, I want to try something new, you know, with the podcast to make it interesting. Um, so again, when your boy gets back, we're going to speak on that. So this is your man, Dre Day from Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. And when your boy gets back, we're going to speak on who I gave, uh, the week one award to for player of the week. Holla at your boy. What up? What up? What up? Your boy is back. Uh, this segment here, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try something new. Now that the NFL season has started, um, like I said in the intro every week, you know, 
Every week I drop an episode. God willing, I'm able to drop an episode every week because you never know. Things can happen. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, every week, you know, when I drop an episode, being at the football season is here, I will give out, you know, my player of the week award. And uh, being that we've witnessed week one, um, a lot of guys, a lot, uh, I'm not even going to front, it's a lot of guys who I thought about giving, you know, player of the week to. See, I could have been biased and did the whole Brady shit. But I didn't want to do that. Because, you know, with y'all, y'all have been on some, oh, he's a, he's a homer. He got it. He's picking Brady, yada, yada, yada. Cool. So, no, it's not Tom Brady. He don't need, like, listen, he don't need no player of the week. He the GOAT. So he don't need that. Now, you know, maybe some weeks down the line, maybe he'll have a stat a stat sheet that's out the ass where I'll give it to him. But this week, no, not him. I could have went to Dak, you know, because of, you know, you know, all the stuff that's been going on with him, you know, wanting to get his money and being disrespected, you know, as far as, you know, not being on the, you know, top 100 players list, you know, of NFL players from the NFL network and, you know, him being in the low teens as it pertains to quarterbacks in the league. Bam, all that. First game of the week, like I said, lights out. But I know somebody else that's been getting a lot of disrespect. A lot of disrespect. And this guy, I got as my week one player of the week. And my person for player of the week is none other than Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Mr. Lamar Jackson. Got to give it to him. This is someone who has been ridiculed basically since the end of last season. Now, granted, the Ravens were very inconsistent when Joe Flacco was the quarterback. When Lamar Jackson came in, they went on a crazy winning streak, even helped them get to the playoffs. I think the Ravens won the division, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they won the division. Yes. They have a division. They have a wild card game against the Chargers. Got exposed. You know, the Chargers, they played amazing defense on them. They had eight in the box, sometimes seven in the box. They forced Lamar Jackson to throw the ball, and it didn't work. He couldn't even, he couldn't even, he couldn't even, he couldn't even run the ball because they was pressuring him so much. So he got exposed from the aspect of he can't throw. He's a running quarterback. Bam. We fast forward to offseason. He's working on, you know, his mechanics, working on becoming a better quarterback. All of that transpired week one against the Dolphins. Now, again, for some of y'all out there, y'all may say, oh, it's against the Dolphins. They're in the rebuilding stage. They're an absolute joke. They ain't shit. They trash. Yes, we can say all those things. But he still has to go out there and execute because I know how this game works. If he would have went out there and stinked up the joint, 
We'd have been making fun of him. He would have been crucified. He would have been ridiculed. He would, he would have been every negative name in the book had he not went out there and showed out against the Miami Dolphins. Now, do I expect him to do this every week? No. But for the start of the season and against that team, what a way to start like what a way to start your sophomore season. What a way to start off the new season and show, oh, y'all think I can't throw? Well, good. Try this on for size. Lamar Jackson was seven was 17 for 20. Three incompletions. 324 yards. 16 yards of pass and five touchdowns. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, I gotta give you some props too. Because you you could ball. You could ball. It just so happens that his uncle was Antonio Brown. That's a subject for another day. But for me, I'm going to give my MVP of the week, my player of the week to Lamar Jackson because of, you know, all the criticism, all the ridicule that he has received as it pertains to him being a quarterback. So I think... From his performance against the Dolphins, I'm going to give him MVP of the week. I'm going to give him, you know, my player of the week. So there you have it. I gave it to Lamar Jackson. Um, who knows? I'm, listen, I'm going to do this every week. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to share the love. But on this one, you know, salute to the bro. Salute to the brother, Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? For doing your thing. And I love how he answered the questions from the media after the game. You know, one of his things was not, you know, not too bad for a running back, huh? Yeah, because that's what people label him as. They label him as a running quarterback. Well, guess what? In this game against the Dolphins, he didn't really run that much. He stayed in the pocket. He was poised and he was throwing daggers. You know what I'm saying? He was throwing daggers out there. You know what I'm saying? So salute to you, Lamar Jackson, on that. Um, so yeah, this is installment number one, you know, for, you know, my players of the week, my MVP for the week. So this week, Lamar Jackson, you, well, last week, you get it. This week coming up, let's see. And speaking of next week, speaking of, speaking of week two, when your boy gets back, you know, we're going to die second to the schedule for week two. And I'm going to, you know, you know. Make my picks for who I think is going to win those games. So this is your man, Dre Day, from Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, week 2 predictions is coming up soon. Holla at your boy. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. This is the last segment for this episode. And this segment here, you know, I'm going to, you know, give my picks for week 2. Um, now, for some of y'all, I mean, I'm quite sure y'all didn't, you know, hear about my picks from week one because um i didn't place my picks with the last episode i did but i did place them on facebook i did face i did put them on social media or whatever and uh my picks i was 10 3 and 1 with my picks um i know the jets fucked me over by losing by one point they couldn't hold that 16 to zip lead against the bills um the browns got smoked um Tampa Bay was just Tampa Bay and um and the tie was from the Lions and the Cardinals which I actually had the Cardinals winning so salute to you know Kyler Murray for having that abysmal 
first half, first half, first three quarters, and then you know the fourth quarter and overtime. You know, really, you know, you know, show some, you know, show some potential. You know, as it pertains to being a, a decent um, football player or a decent quarterback in the NFL. But having said all of that. You know, this is, the, again, like I said, this is the last segment. So, you know, I just want to give, you know, my picks for this week, week two. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's dive straight into it. Um, the first game of the, the first game is actually Thursday, which is the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Carolina Panthers. I'm actually going to go with the Panthers on that one. Um, I think, I believe Cam Newton... I think in his career, I believe he's undefeated against um, Tampa and Carolina. And I just trust them more than I trust um, Tampa. So I'm going to give Carolina the edge on that one. And then on top of that, um, Gerard McCoy or Gerald McCoy, he now plays for the Panthers. I'm quite sure he had this game circled on his calendar because he's going to go he's going up against his old team and the way that that whole fallout took place I'm quite sure he's going to want to light their ass up especially Jameis Winston so I wouldn't even be mad at him for that so yeah on that I got the Panthers winning that game uh the second game well basically these these are the Sunday games we got the 49ers and we got the Bengals um, that game, I'm actually going to go with, whew, I'm actually going to go with the Bengals. Um, the 49ers, even though they did good against, you know, even though they did good against, you know, Tampa, I think a West Coast team coming to the East, well, coming to the Midwest, you know, that jet lag, you know, the hour difference and shit like that. I think that's actually going to plague a role with, I think that's actually going to plague them this week. The Bengals, they actually did good. They actually had a good game. They actually did good against Seattle. You know, Andy Dalton, you know, looked kind of decent. So, you know, from that aspect, you know, for this one, I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this game. Um, The next game, San Diego Chargers against the Lions. I mean, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers against the Detroit Lions. Who am I kidding? Let's go. Let's go with the Chargers on that one. Um, the next game, division rivals. It gets no better than this. Um, NFC North division rivals. You got the Minnesota Vikings. You got the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Packers, they won their opener, you know, against the Bears, even though they won it 10 to 3. Um, the, their defense was... Stella in that game by keeping them to only three points. Maybe it was because Mitchell Trubisky was their quarterback. But, hey, they're going up against Kirk Cousins. So, I really don't like him either. Um, Minnesota, their defense is top-notch. They've proved in several years that they can go to Lambeau and win. Um, But on this one, I'm going to go with Green Bay. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the pack. I'm gonna pick the Packers to win this game. Um, I think from the aspect of them being at home and them having all of those days to rest. Because remember, their, remember their first game was on a Thursday, so they had three extra days to rest and to work out shit. So off that, I'm gonna pick. You know, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick the Packers to win that game. Um, the next game we got. The Titans and the Colts, we got some division rivalry games 
you know, on this, you, you know, you know, this week. Um, I'm gonna go with the Titans. You know, you know, they again, they looked good against Cleveland. They smoked their boots. You know, a lot of people, including myself, are doubting Tennessee. You know. I believe in my last episode, you know what I'm saying, you know, I believe, I think I said that Tennessee would probably be in last place in the division. Um, so I'm quite sure, you know, a lot of people probably have them ranked that, that, that low in the division. So I think they're going to be riding high off that win against Cleveland. And I think that they're going to go home. And they're going to send a message to the coach. So on that one, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the Titans the edge. The coach did good, you know. The coach did good against Sandy. I mean San Diego against against the Chargers, but I just think that you know, I I I I I just got Tennessee on this one. I can't really say on. I can't really give an answer on even giving the Colts a chance, even though it's gonna be a hell of a game because it's division rivals. But I'm just going to go with the Titans on that one. Uh, next game, tuh, my Patriots against the Dolphins. Please, Patriots, let, let's go. Please, let's not even go there. Um, the next game, Bills and Giants. Um, wow. Tuh, shit. I guess you can say that the Bills basically stayed in the tri-state area for two weeks. You know, they played in MetLife last week against the Jets, and now they're playing in MetLife again against the Giants. So I don't even think they I don't even think they went home. I don't even think they went upstate. I think they stayed in the city for two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so they can, you know, get the you know, get the feel for things. So off that, um I'm going to go with Just cause, just cause of my girl, I'm gonna pick the Giants. Just, 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 just because of her, I'm going to pick the Giants this game. So this one is an emotional pick. So Giants, you better win, because I picked y'all. You know, so y'all better win, okay? Uh, Seahawks, Steelers. I'm going to go with. Again, this is another West Coast team coming to the East. So with the hour differential and shit like that, you know, it may be difficult, you know, you know, you know, it may be difficult to some degree. And the way Pittsburgh got their ass handed to about my Patriots is like, what can Pittsburgh, what, what worse can happen with, with, with Pittsburgh? Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle to win this game. I like Russell Wilson. Um, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He doesn't get the respect that he deserves, but who knows? Maybe it's because, you know, you know, he's deemed as soft, whatever the case may be, but he balls out when he needs to on a football field. So I'm going to give it to him. Uh, the next game, we got Cowboys and Redskins, another division rivalry. Um, the Redskins, you know, have had their shares of victories against the Cowboys at home. Um, so this game here can go either way. That's the beauty of division rivalries. It can go either way. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. Um, so Cowboys, do not fail me. You know, you know, you know, there will be Cowboy fans that say, oh, 
if they do lose, oh, you picked them. That's why they lost. You bad luck. But, you know, I'm just trying to be objective here. You know, I, I want them to fail in the playoffs. I don't want them to fail in the regular season because I have them making the playoffs. You know, I want them, I want them to fail when they fans get on that high and think they're going to do something. So on this, I got them winning. I got them beating the Redskins. Uh, Cardinals and Ravens, I got the Ravens winning. Um, I think that defense, which is an elite defense for Baltimore, I think they're going to come after Kyler Murray with something heavy. Um, again, rookie quarterback, no experience, West Coast team coming to the East Coast. Um, I think, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to have five touchdown passes, but I think, you know, he's going to have a mixture of, you know, touchdown passes. And I believe he'll have a rushing touchdown this game. T. Suggs makes his return to Baltimore. You know, he's playing for, you know, Arizona. You know, he grew up out there. You know, he went out, you know, he went to college there. You know, ball so hard university is what he call it. You know, he's going back, you know, to play for the, you know, he's going back to visit the Ravens as the visitor. But I think the Ravens will get the win in this one. Um, Jaguars and Texans, I got the Texans. Nick Foles is going to be out for a while. So now they have a backup quarterback. I have no idea what his name is. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And I just think with the Texans and having the game that they had against New Orleans, even though they lost, you know, that, you know, they can build on to something from there. And they're at home. So I'm going to go with the Texans on that. Chiefs and Raiders, another division rivalry game. The Raiders, they won their first game. Off of the high because of the whole Antonio Brown saga. They was able to get off of that for a few and just think about football. And they was able to do that. But this weekend is going to be a tough one because they're going up against Kansas City. And I actually have Kansas City winning that game. Um, the Bears and the Broncos. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears. I think the Bears defense is elite. So I'm going to go with the Bears on that one. I just don't trust Joe Flacco and that Broncos offense because if you watched that game on Monday, um, if you had watched the game on Monday against the Raiders, there were some opportunities for the Broncos to help not only get touchdowns but just make completions and their receivers couldn't get it done unless it was Emmanuel Sanders but they only wait but they waited towards the end of the game to get him involved so on that aspect I'm gonna trust the Bears to win this game even though I don't like Mitchell Trubisky that much but their defense is elite so I think their defense is gonna propel them this game Saints and Rams rematch NFC championship game now the Saints I'm quite sure they had this game marked on their calendar because they're going up against the team that they felt, well, I'm not going to say the Rams screwed them, the refs screwed them. But, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, they want to, their retribution, their restitution is what Uncle Shea used to say. Um, they want to right the wrong of losing to them in the NFC Championship game last year. But the thing is, it's not in that Superdome. They're going to L.A. So off that, I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams just because they're at home. If they was in the Dome, please, it's no-brainer. I'm going with New Orleans. Drew Brees doesn't really play that 
he doesn't really play that stellar as he does when he's in that dome. When he's in that dome, he's a monster. When, you know, when he's outside and you got to feel that air, you got to feel that breeze. No pun intended. You got to feel that breeze. You know what I'm saying? From the crowd. He's somewhat decent. He ain't elite. You know, he's somewhat average, you can say. But from that aspect, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams to win that game. Um, Sunday night football, you got the Eagles and the Falcons. Um, I got the Eagles to win that game. And then we got Monday night football. We got the Jets and the Browns. This is a must win for the Browns. The Browns don't want to start this season 0-2, especially with all the hype that has transpired with them. But then here's the thing. This is a primetime game. When was the last time the Cleveland Browns had a primetime game? A game. Just think about it. I can't recall. Will the stage be too bright for them on Monday Night Football? Who knows? The Jets, man, listen. They had a 16-zip lead on Buffalo. And basically, Buffalo came back and won 17-zip. I mean, 17-16. The Jets, they have this home game. They got a lot to prove. So this game here, I'm a little undecided, but of course, I'm about to wrap the episode up, so I got to pick a winner. So if I had to choose, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with the Browns to bounce back. I don't know the performance that Baker will have, but, you know, I do think that um, I do think Cleveland is going to get the nod in this game. I will say this, though, for, for the Jets' defense, especially their secondary. Odell Beckham will be wearing that watch again. Secondary, try to snatch that watch off his wrist. Try to break the, try to break the watch because you shouldn't be wearing it in the first place. It, it's, it's, it's all about a fashion statement for him. You know what I'm saying? So even though I don't, even though I don't think y'all going to win the game, but... At least fuck that watch up because it shouldn't because it shouldn't be out there anyway. So, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying those are my picks for this week, for this weekend, for week two. Um, it's a wrap for this episode. Again, I want to thank everybody for all their support um, and, you know, referring the podcast to people, to sharing the podcast, you know, shouting me out on Instagram and you know, just my gratitude. I can't thank y'all enough. Um, y'all can download the Anchor app, chop it up, bam, there it is. Download download the Anchor app, put Sports Where We Dre Day podcast, and it's there. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can. I'm I'm also streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I just want to give a shout out to all the supporters, every single one of y'all. Whether it's home in New York, whether it's in the South, whether it's in the North, just thank y'all. I can't thank y'all enough. Um, shout out to um, my boys out there in OKC in Texas. Shout out to my man Aaron. Um, shout out to my boy Sam and Logan from the SLA and Chill podcast. You know what I'm saying? Salute to them. Um, salute to my boy Maddie. You know, I shouted him out. You know, I spoke about him earlier about his Cleveland Browns, but you know, I want to shout him out on this. So shout out to the whole SLA 
network. You know what I'm saying? Shout and salute to y'all. I'm actually a part of that team now with them, so you know, salute to them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's SLA, you know, you know, SLA and Chill Podcast. That's uh Elevated Thoughts, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to my man Sam. Um Maddie Matt Talks, you know what I'm saying? Those are their platforms, you know what I'm saying? So salute to them. So again, it's a wrap for this episode. Um you can check out the you can check out the podcast on all my social media pages. Facebook, Dre Day, Instagram, Dre Day1985, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, um, Twitter, 19, Dre Day1985. So again, thank you all for your listens. Thank you all for taking time out your day to listen to the podcast. Um, whenever you listen to it, even if it's not the day that I drop it, whenever you listen to it, I'm thankful and appreciative. So in closing, your man, bo- your boy says, this has been another episode with Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Uh... Have a safe weekend. Have a blessed weekend. God bless. And uh, catch you on the flip side. Peace and love. Your boy is out.